It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing pretty good, pretty fired up about what we just saw. Absolutely. Titans got a huge win on Monday Night Football over the Cowboys. We're here to break all of that down. Before we do that, we will remind you that we write for MusicCityMiracles.com. We cover the Titans for SB Nation, so you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry's at T. Lambert FB. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out Locked On Titans, and you'll find us there. Subscribe, and you'll get the episodes as soon as they are released. All right, so the Titans go to Dallas and get a huge win. Um, it was a win that the Titans definitely needed, coming off of two losses back-to-back against the Bills and the Chargers, uh, coming off the bye week. It felt for, like it had been forever. Titans had played a game, but they go to Dallas and, and really make a statement in this game. Uh, all the talk leading up to it was about the Cowboys, about Amari Cooper, you know, what they were going to do. The Cowboys defense had been so good. The Titans weren't going to be able to score any points. And maybe we got to see what this Titans offense can look like with a healthy Marcus Mariota. Yeah, you know, you go back to the first quarter. Um I'm I'm about ready to hit the reset button and, and blow up this roster. Uh, you just saw so many mistakes. Uh, two fumbles, uh, particularly a third there with Ferkser, but they they rolled it incomplete. Uh, nothing could go right, and then somehow they they flipped a switch and everything was fine. Uh, Marcus Mariota was back to form. He was back to playing at a high level. Uh, Corey Davis, Corey Davis showed up. Uh, Ten targets, caught six of them, only 56 yards, but good to see him getting involved. Um, Deion Lewis was great. Uh, so happy to see that because I thought we were going to be talking about an ugly, ugly loss after the first quarter. Yeah, absolutely. And really, um, you can't say enough about the defense, defensive play, especially in that first quarter. Uh, they really kept the Titans in this game when, you know, it, it really could have been a disaster. I mean, the, the Cowboys moved the ball pretty well on their first drive. But they missed the field goal, so came away with no points there. But then the Titans turned around, and they fumbled the ball on their first offensive offensive series. And the Cowboys get the ball. They take over at the 15-yard line, um, and they touch down there. Titans fumble again in the next offensive series. Uh, the The Cowboys didn't get the ball at – where did they get that one? At the, at the, at the Titans 41. But the, um, the, the Titans defense holds up there. Kevin Byard – gets an interception of Dak Prescott in the end zone. And, you know, it, it very easily could have been at least 17 to nothing uh, out of that first, uh, those first three series there. Uh, they got a little help with, with the missed field goal, and then they, they stood up uh, and got the interception. So defense really well, um, kept them in this game. Uh, really just didn't ever let the Cowboys get anything going offensively. And that allowed the Titans to possess the ball, I think like 35 the 35 minutes, the Titans had the ball in this game, so they were able to control the clock that way, and were they were really efficient on offense. So, you know, I just – Marcus Mariota was playing without the glove for the first time since week one, so he was finally, you know, back healthy, uh, seeing everything that, that he's able to do when that's the case. You know, he had the one missed throw to Corey Davis, but overall looked looked healthy, looked comfortable, and you know, I mean, if he can, if he can settle in here, if this offense can kind of start to, if they can build off of this performance, then maybe this is a team that can make a run at this AFC South division. Yeah, I think it's important to start on the defensive side tonight, and that's not something we normally do. 
but none of this is possible if they don't flex their muscle in the, the first quarter. Backs against the wall. Kevin Byard making that play. Uh, somehow, some way, keeping the Cowboys out of the end zone, only allowing them to score one time uh, through all of that mess. Uh, coming into the second quarter, it was a seven nothing ball game. So through all of that, uh, you got to give hats off to that defense, man. They played their guts out today. Jay on Brown coming up with that huge sack uh, fumble really changed the game in the second half. Got the Titans rolling in the second half. So none of this is possible without them. All the headlines are going to be for Marcus Mariota tomorrow, uh, but can't forget about that defense. But back to Mariota, uh, that's what we wanted to see. Man, that's that's what we've been waiting on. And, you know, it's kind of funny. uh, Through all of these past few weeks, uh, we've been wondering what's up with Marcus. Is is he the guy? Is he not the guy? He just looked healthy. You know, and maybe that's, that's all this was. He didn't have the glove on tonight. Uh, he pretty clearly could feel all his fingers. You know, he saw the, the flashes in London. Played pretty well over there. Uh, didn't have the numbers, had some drops. Tonight he didn't have the drops. Uh, his, his receivers made plays. Corey Davis made plays. Taewon Taylor, John U. Smith, Cameron Batson made plays. So it, it was pretty, pretty wild to see, pretty unexpected, honestly. Uh, so I, I'm just glad Marcus Mariota got rewarded for playing at a high level because I think he's been there. I think he's been there at certain points this year. He just hadn't gotten the reward. So uh, such a, a positive sign for this Titans offense. Yeah, and another thing that we saw tonight was that they have transitioned to Deion Lewis being the lead back for this team. Um, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, they, we they talked about it in the preseason. You know, it could be game plan specific and all that kind of stuff. But with the report over the weekend uh, from Chris Mortensen that the Titans were shopping Derrick Henry at the trade deadline, didn't find any takers for him. Um, I I think that gives a pretty good indication that they were going to make the uh, pretty heavy shift toward Deion Lewis. You saw that tonight. Lewis got 19 carries to Henry six. Uh, Lewis, it was a good night, 19 carries, 62 yards. Uh, He had four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. So you're looking at 122 yards of total offense. And and kind of the guy that we thought he would be. Now, maybe not, you know, the, 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 disparage or the the difference in carries there um I, I thought maybe it would be the other way around when the season started but Derek Henry just hasn't been, hasn't been effective this year I don't know if it's all him if it's the offensive line whatever it may be but I just feel like for what they're trying to do right now Deion Lewis's running style fits a little bit better and you know I, I think you know they're not going to give Deion Lewis 100% of the carries because you know he just he's not going to hold up if they do that but I would not be surprised to see the carries shake out more like we saw tonight going forward this season. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Derrick Henry isn't what they need right now. Um, that may change. I think Derrick Henry with a, a good line in front of him is still a pretty good player in this league, but he's not a creator. Uh, and that's that's something he's been missing since he got to the league, something he didn't have to do at Alabama, quite frankly. You know that. Uh, but Deion Lewis is the opposite of that. He is a creator. You saw him actually come out with some a few negative plays tonight. Uh, I'm sure the coaching staff wants to see that cleaned up. But that's that's kind of who he is. He's gonna he's gonna get outside, bounce. He's gonna stop, shift, and, and go the other direction. Um, didn't love all that, to be honest. There's there's just a point in time as a runner where you got to take what you can get. But overall, you got to love what Lewis did in the screen game. You know, we've been wondering where the screen game was. Uh, Titans hit two big ones tonight. 
one in the second half really flipped the field there late uh, and allowed the Titans to put it away on that Marcus Mario to scramble. So I, I think Lewis does more for you. I think he's a more effective back in just about every aspect um, of of running the football. So, I, I mean, I'm for it. I think we've been firm on that pretty much since Dale Lewis signed. You know, I, I think we both kind of said, look, Dale Lewis is pretty dang good. Uh, so interested to see what they do with Henry. Um, but like you were saying, maybe not in the, in the plans, uh, at least in a big way right now. Yeah, they're going to have to use him. But I think that you're just – I think Dale Lewis is going to be your feature back going forward. And I just it allows them to do – more of the things that they want to do. And like you said, if the offensive line is not playing well, Lewis is the guy you need out there because he can create. And Derek Henry just hasn't been able to do that uh, in his time of the NFL. So uh, talk a little bit more about the defense coming up here in just a sec. Before we do that, uh, I'm going to tell you about my bookie. If you've been listening to us for any amount of time, you know that if you're going to bet online, you should be doing it with my bookie. Uh, they've been sponsoring our podcast. The big thing with them is you play, you win, you get paid. You have to do the whole runaround if you win to get your money out of the account. They're going to let you, you take it out. It's your money. You want it. They want you to have it. Um, they got a great deal going on right now. Uh, they've, they've had so many new betters that if you are willing to wait after 7 p.m. Eastern time to make your first deposit with them, they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. They're also going to match your deposit dollar for dollar uh, up to $1,000, so you could potentially – Deposit $1,000, get $1,025 from my bookie to match that. Um, use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate this offer. So go to my bookie, that's M Y B O O K I E, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And again, if you're willing to wait until after 7 p.m. to make that initial deposit, you're going to get $25 on top of that. So um, th- th- it's the best place to do it. Really good mobile site. You got you know get lines before the game, in game lines, anything you want to bet on, you can do there. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah that's what throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we bounced back and forth a little bit in the beginning. Uh, you mentioned Jayon Brown, and I think we need to take a little time to talk about him because, uh, listen, he's been... I don't know if – has he been the best player on this defense so far this year? Um, he's, he's at least been the most consistent, I'd say. Uh, you've seen him show up at different times in different games. And, look, he was good last year, you know, for the role that they had him in. You know, fifth-round pick, you know, you don't expect a, a whole lot out of that guy. But he came in and, and was able to give that linebacker, the inside linebacking core, the speed that they needed to be able to, to do some things in coverage. Uh, but this year he's been better against the run. They've been using him in the blitz. Some he had the big strip of, of Dak Prescott tonight. 
Um, you know, I mean, they, they've got a lot of good things going on defense. they got one really bad thing on defense. But other than that, everything else has been pretty good. And Jayon Brown might be the best of the group. It makes you feel kind of weird about that Rashawn Evans pick, doesn't it? I mean, just think about what it could have been. It could have been, you know, I, I, pains me to even say this, but a tight end. <laughs> you know, we, we trashed that idea uh, so much during draft season. Could have been a receiver. But and I think Rashawn Evans is going to be fine. Um, but to see Jay on Brown uh, kind of emerge in this this role, this full time role, is not something I see, saw coming. I thought it would kind of be uh, Evans on early downs and then Jay on on third downs, just kind of like it was last year. But he's really emerged. He's a blitzer. Uh, it seems like they're kind of molding him to take over eventually for Wesley Woodyard. They're using the, those two guys in a in a similar sense. Uh, that blitz he had up the middle. Gosh, I, I thought that play was over. He was on the ground, and he got up and not only sacked Dak Prescott, but was able to rip the ball out. So that play right there was probably bigger than, than any play uh, any other Titan made tonight. Uh, and he just turned out to be a difference maker. That's just not something I saw coming. Yeah, and I think the Evans pick, like you said, I think you know when whenever Wesley Woodard moves on, which might be the end of this year, uh, but he's still you know playing at a high level. You know, then you've got Evans and Jayon Brown um, in there, and I thought Evans was was pretty good tonight too. He made a couple of plays, um, you know. But yeah, like you said, there are some things that maybe they needed more than another inside linebacker at that point. But I, I mean, I don't know that they would have counted on Jayon coming on as much as he has. Uh, Harold Landry had another big sack tonight. Um, good to see him getting back in the action. Uh, the, the pass rush was kind of non-existent in the beginning of the game. But then they stepped up at the end and made plays at the end of the game. And you saw, look, that's how, I mean, you know, you see a lot of teams when they know that the, the, the opposing team has to pass. You, you know, you hear the phrase, pin your ears back and rush. I mean, they were able to do that tonight and were able to, to make plays uh, to, to help the Titans hang on to that lead at the end of the game. So that was obviously really good to see. Um, we we got to talk about Malcolm Butler. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I don't, yeah, that to me is the most, I, I just don't get it. Like, okay, so obviously at this point we're not going to debate whether or not he was worth the money. That's a, that's a ridiculous <laughs> conversation to have. Obviously he's not, right? Um, there was, a, I guess, a reason now we know what the reason was. He didn't play in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I mean, it was the same thing tonight, right? I mean, it was about, you know, him eye discipline or whatever you want to call it, bites on the double move. He does it all the time. Um, it keeps getting beat over the top by Jordan Matthews, Alan Hearns. I mean, you know, it's not like he's out there getting <laughs> getting burnt by these speed guys. Um, but, I mean, he's been – I was seeing – I saw a stat tonight. You know, he's given up like 40% of the Titans' uh, uh, passing touchdowns, you know, against this year. Um, and, like – I don't know. I mean, at this point, I've given up on him being like a you know shutdown guy. Obviously, um, at this point, I just hope maybe he can get back to league average and he doesn't kill you out there. But I don't know. I mean, at some point, you got to start having a conversation about whether or not you're going to put Lashawn Sims on the on the field, right? That point is now, and if you don't, uh, you should start firing coaches because that's that's absolutely ridiculous. You're talking about a bottom three cornerback in the league. Uh, it's mind blowing. It's shocking how bad he is. Uh, but at some point, you've got to fix the problem. At some point, you've got a better player on the roster who isn't playing because Butler is on the field. So I don't, I don't really care what you're paying him anymore. Um, the whole argument of you're paying him $60 million, you've got to play him, I don't care. 
I, I mean, go win games, go play your best players. Maybe sitting him down uh, does something for him. Maybe let him figure out his technique or, or something. I, I, you've got to try something different. Uh, Dak Prescott went after him uh, time and time again. I don't know why they stopped, honestly. Cowboys probably win the game if they don't stop. So uh, he was getting abused. I think Amari caught a, caught a curl, and he caught a little uh, in and out route in the end zone to give up the first touchdown. And then double move on Allen Hearns. I mean, when you're getting torched by Allen Hearns, who, you know, if you talk to Cowboys fans, that guy can barely run anymore. Uh, so, so that's a problem, um, and, and I'm interested to see how they fix it. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it, at some point it doesn't matter what the contract says. you got to win, and uh, it, it's funny. Listen to Paul Kaharski. He was, you know, calling people ridiculous the other day on the radio for saying that uh, they're going to put LaShawn Sims out there instead of Malcolm Butler. But then you get a tweet from Kaharski tonight saying it might be time to look at LaShawn Sims. And again, this is obviously not about ability, right? I mean, Malcolm Butler has more ability than LaShawn Sims. But at what point does he learn? Because uh, I mean, it's, it's the same stuff every week. So, you know, you got a guy that's making all that money, got to at least, like I said, get just, if nothing else, league average play out of him. And if they get that, the, the Titans defense hadn't given up hardly anything this year. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to watch that going forward. Interesting to watch him against his old team up this week against the Patriots. And you better believe they're going to throw some double moves at him. And, you know, you take that fake against Josh Gordon and it'll Gosh. be, yeah, it'll be over. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, hopefully, hopefully they can figure something out there uh, in the next six days before the Patriots come to town. All right, coming up, we'll finish up the show. Uh, kind of just a few last notes on this win. Um, all right, so let's, let's just kind of do some fast takeaways. Um, like I said, I think the biggest the biggest thing in the offense, you're, you're seeing this, the shift of Deion Lewis. You're seeing a healthy Marcus Mariota and what he can look like in this offense. You know, and listen, if you've listened to us for any amount of time, you know that we are both very much Marcus Mariota. I think he's the guy. I think he's a franchise quarterback. Um, you have, and we've been called apologists and all that stuff for everything that we've said. But when you look at the injuries, the changes in coaches, coordinators, everything that, that he's had going on there, um, it, it's just it's tough for a guy to succeed in that environment. Now, at the same time, he's got to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. And I really do think that you saw a little bit of what this offense can do tonight with him healthy. Uh, you still have the issues with the weapons. And now we've got question marks. Taewon Taylor left this game with what Mike Vrabel in the postgame press conference called a lower leg injury. Tajay Sharp hurt himself in pregame warm-ups, twisted his ankle or something like that. So, you know, at the end of the game there, they're running out Corey Davis, Darius Jennings, uh, and Cameron Batson. That's obviously not, you know, that, that's not striking fear in the hearts of defensive coordinators. So you've still got those issues, but Jonathan Smith looked like he played a little bit, a little bit better tonight. So maybe you've, you've got some things going there. So, I mean, I, I think the biggest question going forward is, can Marcus Mariota stay healthy? I think they've got enough that they can get by if he can. But to me, that's the whole key. My biggest takeaway was Matt Fleur playing the more effective player uh, in Deion Lewis. Love to see that. Uh, and then moving Corey Davis around. You know, going in, I think I said it on the podcast last week, going to get Byron Jones. This basically eliminates him from the game because Byron Jones is playing at a really high level. I didn't see many snaps of Corey Davis taking on Byron Jones. So uh, they moved him into the slot. They moved him on the other side, set him in motion. 
they worked to get him open. Uh, so that was that was really encouraging for me to see because they didn't really do that against Baltimore and, and some other teams. Uh, they just kind of told him to go win that one-on-one matchup. So I thought that was different. Um, also, Jack Conklin. I, I'm not sure what was going on with with Jack Conklin there, but he was awful in the first half. Ended up with a concussion. Uh, Dennis Kelly comes in, and, and the offense seemed to get better. Uh, so I don't know if, if he got hurt and, and was playing hurt or, or what, but uh, you talked about Taewon Taylor. Jack Conklin is another uh, situation to watch. And, and once again, just a, another game where Marcus Moretta has to win uh, down a starting lineman. So I'm just not sure if this offensive line is ever going to piece it together again. Yeah, and it's been tough. Obviously, you know, they've only had maybe a couple games through the first, you know, eight that they had both tackles in and playing the whole game. So, um, yeah, he was he was getting worked a little bit out there tonight. I don't know if they'll start to give him a little bit more help uh, in, in certain matchups. But, yeah, that'll be something to watch uh, as the week goes on. In a short week. So, you know, we've seen guys, I mean, you know, no two concussions are the same, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we saw the week that Adoree Jackson and Taewon, or not, Adoree Jackson and Taylor Lewan both had concussions. Adoree played, Taylor didn't, you know. Um, we, we, we won't really know until we get kind of towards the end of the week. But that, like you said, that'll be something to watch. And then, you know, they don't have a lot of depth back there now with all the guys that they've had hurt. So that'll be the thing to watch. You know, defensively, again, um, outside of Malcolm Butler, I, everybody played really well. Uh, I, I love Dean Pease, the, the way that he's that he calls defenses. They're aggressive all the time. Um, you know, they're bringing blitzes from everywhere. Uh, like I said, the pass rush was a little bit slow in the beginning, but they, they picked up there toward the end of the game and really, you know, like I said, helped solidify the win, help hold that lead. Uh, you know, and, and the run defense, you know, Ezekiel had a couple of a couple of big plays early, but ends the game with 70 carries for 61 yards. You know, I, this the defense is really good, and I, I think if anything, you the, the biggest takeaway now is if if the offense can can you know make the progress and make the steps forward that we think they can, and the defense continues to play at this level, you might have a dangerous team. Yeah, I think Kenny Vaccaro is a, a huge difference. Yeah, bigger piece than anyone realized. And I think we all realized it uh, the second uh, Kendrick Lewis got torched against the Chargers uh, on that long touchdown. But uh, more so than anything, just, just filling gaps, you know, being that last line of defense, wrapping up, making tackles, doing the fundamental things, something the Titans hadn't had since he's been hurt. So getting him back today was huge. Um, but yeah, you said it. Zeke did nothing, uh, you know, by Zeke standards. He is that offense. So uh, that was the most surprising thing for me because, again, you go back to the first couple drives, Dallas is blowing Tennessee off the ball. Uh, it looks like the Titans aren't really interested in playing um, any run defense today, just getting whipped up front. But after things settled down, Titans got, got their answer on the board. Uh, that defense flipped a switch. And, man, that's fun to see. And, you know, you talked about the pass rush. It was non-existent. They weren't winning any one-on-one matchups on the outside, which is a little bit of a concern. Um, but then you started to see the second, the third efforts start to happen. You started to see some coverage sacks. And then, like you were saying, DMPs dials it up. I mean, it, it seemed like in that third quarter, 
Dak Prescott was running for his life because Dean Pease was just releasing the hounds, blitzing on every passing down. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's it's funny how feelings change from week to week. But quarter I, I to really, quarter. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> true. Um, but really, if you if you step back and look at the last two games, and again, it feels so weird because it just seems like there was so much time between, I don't know, it just seemed longer than a bye week, and obviously it was with having to wait, you know, having an early, early game on Sunday and then, you know, wait until Monday night to, to play the next one. Um, but if you look at the last two games, the offense has been better. They've, they've been coming along, and, and like I said, it's not a coincidence that Marcus Mariota is is finally healthy, um, and, and so I think you're going to continue to see that progress. If they can build on that, then we'll see. Obviously, huge test. This week with the Pages coming to town, short week, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, can't get can't get too high right now. But I, I think a little bit of momentum. You're only a game back in the division. Uh, you know, so a, a lot of good things that they've got going on. All right, so that'll do it for us tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll get a Mike Vrabel press conference tomorrow, so we'll get some updates on a couple of the injury situations, hopefully, and uh, see what where we got going with all that. And then we'll do a, a crossover show with uh, Mark Schofield that we've had before, uh, who does the Patriots show. He's really good, so we'll get a ton of good information in that. In the meantime, check us out at com. A lot of good stuff going on there. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at MCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked on Titans, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.